That's funny. It's no, it is funny. It's you. Have you? You've never met Doug. No, no. You know what's funny is, it in our band, we used to go out and we'd sign autographs after the show, and people would always the girls would always come up and go, "Um, "What does he play?" (laughs) And we'd go, "Well, he's he's not. He doesn't play something. He's he's you know the road manager," and they go. Yeah, sure doesn't play anything because he's better looking than everybody in the band. Like, you know, he, Doug Casper should have been a male model, but everybody's, all the women were going, well, doesn't he, can't he play some? No. Isn't that funny? He just, you know, I speak to a lot of people in this business doing a lot of interviews. He was just really kind, polite, efficient with his words, you know, moving the ball I'm forward. A, he was really thank great. You. Well, I'm going to tell, I'm going to pass on the compliment. Well, thank now you. that I know that he's good looking, I'm going to go stalk him on Facebook. <laughs> All right, so you're coming to town, and you'll be signing autographs again in our neck of the woods, and we're happy to hear that you've got a new album out, too, but I want to go back to the last album and talk about, just for a minute, Beyond the Sun. What did that mean to you? Oh, I just, I, I'm i a huge uh, fan of early rock and roll, uh, Elvis, Jerry Lee, Johnny Cash, Roy Orbison. I mean, those are my heroes, and I just grew up listening to that stuff. I mean, it's it's funny in this world. It's like you think some stuff when you grow up, you go, I'm not, you know, that's, you, you never listen to it again. But that, for some reason, that just stuck with me. It's like I, my dad had those records, and uh, we were allowed to play the records on our record player, which, I mean, by today's standards, it was so crummy. It's one of those, remember those record players that was like, uh, it flips out and it has two little speakers on the side. Oh, sure. You know, like it looks like a little suitcase. I think they cost about 12 bucks at the time. And even then, I think we had the crummy one. But it was like, you know, you're allowed, even though you're a kid, you're allowed to put on a record and play it. And we were careful with them and played them like they were made out of gold. And I just still, I still love that music. Yeah. Yeah, it's worth loving. I have a Sun City Records t-shirt, and when I wear that, I feel good, you know? You know, the guy who, now I'm getting uh, obscure, but the guy who recorded Elvis first, who discovered, you know, Jerry Lee Lewis and Carl Perkins and Roy Orbison and Johnny Cash, discovered them all. Mm -hmm. One guy, Sam Phillips. And when I think about rock and roll, I think it may never have happened except for this guy who said, I don't care what color you are or what kind of music you are. If you're, you know, you're singing the uh, different kind and the local station is playing, he just went for what feels good. And man, God bless him. God bless him for sure. Right. He didn't care if it was church music or whatever. Just bring it. You know, one of the, probably the biggest, uh, treats I ever had one time I was I used to do a television show and I was filming and I was working night and day and I had for a little break I thought oh I have this article about Sam Phillips and I'm going to wait and I'm going to read it like a treat you know and, mm-hmm. and that night I got the article out and I started reading it and at the end of the article the person interviewing Sam Phillips said well who do you listen to now Sam and he said uh, I like listening to this new artist Chris Isaac I think he's really and it said some really nice stuff about me. And we'd never met. But it was just like, I mean, it broke me down in tears because I go, well, you're the guy that made me want to 
record. You know what I mean? It's like wow. the circle came full around, and it's. I was like so happy. I thought, you're the guy when I was 16 years old, and I was going to the second-hand store buying records. I found uh, a Sun Records. You know, people don't throw them out, so yeah. I never. You don't find them much in a junk store, but I found a old 45, and I put it on, and it was like. This is before the internet, you know. Yeah. You couldn't just you couldn't just look at something and look it up and go, "Where's this from? What is this?" You just kind of like you found this <laughs> you found this thing. And you went, "What is this? This yeah. is Sun Sun Records. This sounds so different than everything else." Well, did you? We still play. We play some of that stuff. Uh, we throw in some of that stuff every night. Good, and it makes everybody feel good. Did you ever meet up with Sam? We were one month. For meeting up we had set up a meeting and he passed away and i just i was like oh but i i feel like we in a sense we met up because he sent me his music you know and he, and he heard my message back it was like two guys on islands with messages in a yeah, bottle yeah i bet you darn near fell out of your chair when you read that on <laughs> yeah it was you know i went back and recorded at Sun Studio, and we recorded it the way they really did it. It's kind of just went in and did it in one take, you know. And um, and we were in the studio, and I I had gone in there with a guy Cowboy Jack Clement and uh, uh, Roland James. These are two guys who you may not know, but they were like the guitar player on Jerry Lee Lewis records, mm. and um, you know. Do you remember a song called Flying Saucer Rock and Roll? Mm, couldn't I wish understand. I did. <laughs> couldn't understand a single thing they said, but the crazy beat just knocked me dead. Flying Saucer Rock and Roll. And it had this crazy guitar on it, and it, that was Roland James. And I was a kid, and I heard those records on the radio, and here I am as an adult, and those guys are in the studio with me. Cowboy Jack is, he wrote so many songs and recorded Jerry Lee and. And those guys who had worked at Sun were in the studio with us, and I just, you know, sometimes I pinch myself, and I just, yeah. you know, it's like a, it's like you're a kid, you're watching baseball, and then one day you're you're playing catch with Babe Ruth right. or something, you know. It's one of the things I love about life, you know. If if anyone would have told you when you were that kid handling that record with such care. Hey, yeah. Chris, one day, one day, you'd be like, what, you know, are you kidding me? You, you know something, my, my, the message I would have for somebody else, if somebody ever listens to this and goes, well, you know, I'm not famous or I'm not doing it. If you really love something and you commit to it and you just, you just love it like crazy, it's amazing that you will end up in that circle with the people that, you know, you admire because... It's a small little. It's a small little world. You think it's big? It's small, you know. Wow, that is very inspiring. Thank you, Chris Isaac. We're gonna keep <laughs> loving what we love, and we love that. Six years after Beyond the Sun, you graced us with another CD. First comes the night, right? That's the new album. Yeah. yeah. Now, what were you doing in the six years in between? Were you thinking, uh, maybe I'll do something? No. Maybe I won't. I never. It's fun because I never stopped. Like people will go, oh, it's been like two years. You haven't made. I, I've never stopped. I never, you know. I get the impression people think, oh, you went to Bermuda and sat on the beach. <laughs> no, you didn't. And I go, you know, I wish. Um, 
I'm always writing songs, and we most of the time we're on tour. Mm. I have had the same band. I'm really proud of my band, so I start bragging on them. But we've had the same guys. Some some bands you see, they're like six weeks together. We've been like thirty, almost thirty three years together, and we actually get along with each other, and we have fun doing what we do. And I think it shows in the long run on stage. It's like we're tight. We have fun, and we put on a show. We dance, and we're terrible dancers. <laughs> <laughs> and we dress up. We dress up like I'm really proud of the fact that we have like stage clothes that we dress up in a nice suit that looks kind of like you know James Brown. I I kind of look like I ro- robbed Liberace. <laughs> and I, I mean, I got a suit that weighs 35 pounds. It's covered in mirror, oh. and I'll bring it out and I'll wear it. I don't care what the weather is. I, I'm a show off, and and I love that, you know, we put on a show. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're putting on a show in Westchester County. We can't wait. What is everybody in for? I think it's going to be a good time. I, um, I, I can always say uh, uh, we come to have fun, and we always do. And usually we get off the stage, and we'll get to the you know, back of the house, or people will come up on stage, so there's no bad seats. And come and hang out. And if you don't know... My goal, and this sounds weird, if you didn't know any of my music or if you if you brought your friend who didn't know my music, my goal is that they have a good time. Mm. You don't have to know Wicked Game or Baby Did a Bad Bed thing or whatever. You know, we talk to the audience, we put on a show, and we keep it moving. And I, that's my biggest compliment is, like, after the show, I'll meet somebody who goes, like, I didn't know your music. Somebody brought me along, but you guys put on a great show. I go, that's the idea. We don't want to come out there and be sleepy. Right, right, right. <laughs> hey, you know, I know you're busy, but you do a little acting now and then. Is there anything we can look forward to? You know, I haven't. This is um, this right now is my my focus is just doing this. I mean, I did talk to my manager, and they said that there's two uh, two different television shows offered me parts on doing some uh, some acting. So I will do some more, but. Right now, all I'm all I'm concerned with is just having fun and playing playing my guitar and being on tour. I was uh, earlier this year. I had a really rough year, and I'm so happy to be back singing. I got really sick. I got some strange um, thing that you could only get in my hometown. I got valley fever, they call it, what? and I, it just about knocked me out. What was it like? It, a virus? Yeah, some kind of it's a some kind of thing you get from the just the, the air or the soil, and it only goes in a few parts of the United States. And the good thing is, as opposed to most, you know, most musicians, you have the the impression that they smoke a pack a day and they you know they get high and stuff. I'm the world's healthiest straight guy. Like I just, you know, I never smoked a cigarette. I work out every day. I love surfing, so. That's my that's my hobby, and it, in the end, that the fact that I was really healthy saved me, wow. because it, you know the doctors couldn't figure out what I had, and then they finally figured out, oh, it's this weird thing, and then once that you know, once they figured it out, happy ending, but whoo, scary for a while. All right, keep but, in shape, but, everybody, and we are glad you are well. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, it's like you know, that's my advice to people is like. Stay in shape. You never know when you're going to use it. And I'm so happy to be back playing and singing that I just, I go, you know, there's a, there's a moment where you go, am I going to get out of here? Yeah. Wow. 
you, you know it's you know it's scary when the doctors go, look, um, we're not going to say you're sick or anything, but could you pay us up front? <laughs> <laughs> You are too much. All right, I'm going to stop you right there, and we're going to see you in Terrytown. I can't wait to get this on the air and give everybody all the details. Thanks so much. Thanks, Take Chris. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye.